Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. First up, have a listen to this. Um, I'm a member of the first ever generation who will be worse off than our parents. This didn't happen by accident. Political choices made by successive governments have resulted in the aspirations and dreams of an entire generation being either diminished or destroyed. Nowhere is the political betrayal of young people more evident than in the housing disaster. That was uh, Holly Cairns giving her first speech to the Dáil as leader of the Social Democrats. Now, no one can deny how appalling the housing situation is in this country, and that mainly affects the younger generation. But in general terms, are younger people worse off than their parents? Dr. Kieran Casey is Irish economic historian at the University of Limerick. Kieran, good afternoon to you. Hey, Sean, how are you doing? Love the show. Uh, now, I suppose, sh- w- should we just do the housing thing first and get that out of the way? Because that's kind of <laughs> inarguable, uh, how appalling yeah. that's. Uh, that. One thing, though, that, that, like, why is it more expensive to make a house now so significantly more expensive than it used to be? Yeah, no, it's fascinating. I haven't found, uh, I've, I've been looking for years, I haven't found anything really compelling on that. So for centuries, if you pick, like, cities like Amsterdam, where we've decent housing data, housing didn't go up kind of meaningfully for 300 years. It bounced up and down. And, you know, when it's going up, everyone thinks that, you know, they found the way to make a fortune and then it crashes back down. It seems that in developed countries across the world that housing has been going up pretty much consistently from the 1970s. And there's competing explanations for why. And we're not exactly sure what that is, but I I was looking at for, it's kind of based on an article I did for the journal. um, I think it was published yesterday. What, What really fascinated me was so, that there was a study done in 2020 and to build its uh, Irish, uh, the Institute of uh, Chartered Surveyors, and they found it costs 360 grand to build a house in the greater Dublin area, but only 60,000 of that is land costs. So even if you strip, even if land was free and mm. we gave it land to people everywhere in the country, it's 300,000 to build a house by the time you include things like profit. Only about half of the costs are hard costs. So actually building the house, the rest kind of goes everywhere else. And that's the bit that's really problematic, because even if even if we, you know, tax land and, you know, distribute it through the state, do whatever you want, you still haven't solved the problem because 300,000 just isn't affordable for a hell of a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah. May, that uh, maybe at least in part, that's an explanation why we're in the mess we're in, because no one knows what's causing it. Therefore, no one knows how to fix it. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit with with them. Um, and I mean, I think it was a great speech by Ali Carnes. I just... I'd really want to see a political party being honest and going, look, and you need, so I said in the article, you need, you know, a couple of intellectual heavyweights, you need the honesty to tackle this up front and go, here's a problem. We don't know why the prices are going up. Um, You know, we're looking for the information on it, but it's not as simple as just going, you know, we're going to reduce stamp duty because in a year or two, sure, that'll just be eaten up anyway, because the prices of building are, just seem to be going up. Everything else to build goes down, use technological innovations and so on. Mm. I haven't found a convincing explanation for why it is. And I mean, I work on, I my last book was a his, an economic history of Ireland from 1959 to 1999. And I mean, housing during that period was just so much more affordable and um, like really genuine in terms of income multiples, the proportion of their income that people have to have to spend on servicing their mortgages. I mean, this was the period, you know, 20-year mortgages as well. Mm. Um, you'd have periods where you had very high interest rates. But sure, you know, if you bought your house in the 80s, they fell low. By the 1990s, people who bought their house in the 1980s were paying a pittance. 
Whereas Holly's generation, and unfortunately mine, um, will likely have, you know, very high mortgage obligations for 30 years. Yeah. So leaving that aside then, uh, and that's not to diminish us, <laughs> but if you look historically at, you know, the, 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 the parents' generation who now have maybe paid off their mortgage, but they lived, would have lived through 1670s, 80s, yeah. did, when they, were they the same age, were they worse off or better off than your average yeah. 25-year-old now? Yeah, so it's fascinating. Some people, some of the workers, I mean, the work provoked this for me is everyone on, you know, Twitter and online has very black and white views in this stuff. Whereas mm. it's multifaceted, you know, you've got to measure it in various ways. Ireland is, and Irish people, I don't think, really appreciate this. The, the, the move Ireland makes from, so 1970, Ireland is only about half as wealthy as its neighbours. 1990, it's two thirds as wealthy as, as its neighbours. But the boom in the 1990s is so extraordinary and incredible. There's nothing like it in Western Europe since World War II. Um, and it's, it gets unfairly kind of tarnished with, you know, the post-millennial boom, which was just property. But the 90s boom, the benefits of, benefits of state. So we caught up with Western European living standards within about six years. And yeah, so I mean, it's a totally different country to live in. Ireland in the 80s was about the same kind of per capita income that Russia is now. Um, so it's gas. You have these kind of conversations, you know, are people better off than they were in, say, the US or in the UK? In the US, living um, real wages for the for most workers haven't gone up in the US since the 1980s. But in Ireland, they definitely have. Mm. So if you got the housing bit right. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, it's it's improved an awful lot. But the housing bit is so important for people. That yeah. Until you get it right. No, absolutely. You know, absolutely. You know. I, I, maybe this is too simplistic here on, but am I getting like... It, uh, housing bit terrible every other yeah. bit very good yeah yeah I and mean, if you look at and again i mean it's just it's eye-watering for i started looking then at so since 1990 the life expectancy has gone up seven years which is crazy and um, the infant mortality has fallen by 60 percent or by 90 percent since 1960 you go you look at consumer goods and stuff like i mean it's happened a lot of the really good consumer goods have like things like you know iphones medicines etc have been developed abroad but because we're so much wealthier than we were in 1990 we can access those um you know again you look at uh someone kind of pointed out after the holly current thing you know you might look at um reeling in the years for you know italia 1990 and it's it's a very different country yeah so the uh, the, the baseline if there was a thing ever existed the, the baseline difference between say 1975 and now in terms of how much is the minimum amount of stuff you can have yeah it's completely different now yeah yeah i'm, I'm reading a, a fascinating one of my favorite if anyone wants to read him uh, robert frank he's an economist he writes these brilliant books and he talks about what's gas. So the problem is, if people spend money, uh, there's certain things, because we adapt so quickly, if you spend it on conspicuous consumption, it doesn't make you happier. Mm. So he's like, the average wedding in the US inside of a generation increased threefold, because everyone wants a fancy wedding, but fancy just moves up. So it doesn't make you happier. Whereas you, we should be investing money, and the US is incredibly bad in this. Things like, you know, more time with your family, uh, you know, public spending on removing lead from old pipes, you know, having a, investing properly in public services, things like that, because you don't just absorb that. You don't just take it for granted and it becomes a new normal. Um, similarly, in the US, it's a reverse problem to us. I think the average house size is increased by 50 percent in a generation or something like that, because, wow. you know, again, it's this escalator effect of everyone wants something yeah something special uh, yeah so uh, that, that's the way to do it but in ireland yeah definitely i mean it is 
I mean, it's something could be different. You look at, I mean, I, you know, you think back to a 1970s sitting room and yeah, it's completely different. Yeah. Um, in terms of consumer goods, definitely. And uh, yeah, I mean, I might get eaten for this, but uh, like my, my sense is that weddings, people spend a lot on their weddings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's again, his, his stats for the US were that they've gone up threefold. Um, I mean, the difficulty being at an individual level, you know, it's not like there's some, you know, great shiny alternative out there. Um, you know, these things are just very, very expensive. And, you know, as <laughs> having done it in the last whatever ages go now, but it's um, you put wedding in front of anything and, you know, the price goes up accordingly. Yes. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's really fascinating. I mean, one thing that definitely I, I do. And again, I'm like five years older than Holly. So, you know, I can, <laughs> like I can speak about it. Um, I would also think in terms of, I suppose, qualification escalation and so on, but, you know, whatever I generation two generations ago such a low proportion of the population had degrees a degree really meant something and got you somewhere whereas mm-hmm. now two-thirds of the population are going on to further or higher education so you're kind of scrapping more and more uh, you can have very qualified people doing you know much more kind of low-level jobs than they would have been doing in previous generations and um, that may come down to overproduction of elites i don't really know um but it's really interesting I and mean, it's definitely there. i laugh with like friends who you know, to PhDs that, you know, a generation ago, we'd be scrapping over, you know, there's some, you know, planning dispute in Ranala instead of, you know, sitting on a cage eating beans <laughs> through the weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because it, it, it is like expectation inflation that that's, uh, the younger generation now uh, have the expectation to have a much higher standard of living, say, than their parents did, except for that one glaring deficiency where they can't get a place to live. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it's very real. Again, I mean, you can't you can't say it's just land because, you know, the actual cost of the houses themselves is extraordinary. People come back with this stupid thing as well of, oh, well, like the houses are so much better now. Whereas, you know, I look at, you know, my granddad's house um, he bought in the 1950s, you know, in a very normal single wage and it'd go for half a million quid now. You know, it's and it hasn't been modernized. You know, there's no improvement. So you can't just go, oh, no, the standards are too high or whatever. It's something else going on. And I would be looking for a political party to be really honest and going, we're going to try and get to the bottom of this and work out what it is. Because otherwise, any breaks you bring in, anything you try and do, if the prices keep on going up to build it, any benefits are just going to get swallowed up within a couple of years anyway. Yeah, Ed, one of our listeners suggests that duty on building materials coming from post-Brexit UK has contributed to increased building costs. Sure, they've been going up since way before Brexit. You know, this is a a long-term phenomenon. You know, there's not... There's not just an easy, I mean, you know, when you can, you can go, you could scrap that, but within a couple of years, you'd back up anyway. I just, I, I'd really need to see something where you kind of go and we've really worked at this. It may be, I mean, relatively, you know, I mean, people kind of said, and that there might be a, some truth to it, you know, in the 1950s, you know, you did an abundance of labor that may be kind of, you know, lower wage, um, wages have got compressed maybe at the bottom end, which, I mean, is a good thing. You're in a wealthier country. It's more expensive to go out and get builders and childminders and things like that. And um, it may be a byproduct of that, but uh, it's for people to really tackle housing. It's not just enough to up the supply. Um, you need to make it affordable for people. And when it's costing 300 grand to build a house before you even get the land, I mean, that's just really problematic, I think. Yeah. Kieran, I have to leave it there because I have to read out a load of texts from people saying young people don't know how well they have it. Uh, thanks a million for being with us today. Kieran Casey there is Irish economic historian at the University of Limerick. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.